You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. Molly Jenkins sells her wares in town Saturdays in the evening when the farm hands come around and she sews all their names in her gown. Ah, but is she happy? No, no, no. She wants a better home and a better kind. All right, for this episode, we'll be talking about David Eccles, American Gothic. In the room, I have Ben. Hello. And Adam. Hey. American Gothic is the third studio album by American singer-songwriter David Eccles. It was released on July 4th, 1972 on Electric Records, and the producer is Bernie Talpin. The genre is singer-songwriter and Americana, apparently. Uh, and from the book, uh, George Derbala... David Eccles' third offering, American Gothic, still remains a largely unrecognized work of genius. One of the most unfashionable and uncompromising American albums ever, Eccles paints a colorful and poetic portrait of Americana, a hauntingly dark piece of theater filled through a composer's melodic sensibilities. Crafted layer upon layer, it reveals itself more as a dramatic work than a conventional rock or pop release, drawing on modern American classical composers such as Charles Ives and Aaron Copeland, as well as gospel, rock, blues, and soul. Imagine an art folk album that bridges Woody Guthrie's passionate storytelling and Kurt Wells' orchestrations. Kurt Vile. It's not Kurt Vile. <laughs> well, the funny thing is... I know you is, mean, the composer. Uh, the German composer. Yeah, the German composer. The funny thing is... His name is Kurt Vile. I know. But he wanted to, when he came to America, he wanted people to pronounce it with a W. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. And hmm. so his, I never knew that. So his name is Kurt Weil, I guess. Oh. Uh, sorry. Kurt Weil's Orchestrations. It did not even reach the U.S. Top 150 at the time of its release, but its distinctive, uncategorizable album fully warrants seeking out. All right. What do we think of American Gothic by David Eccles? This is not for me. That, I think it's the simplest way to say it. it. So so you find something interesting in it, but maybe it's not something that you want to sit down and just listen to. Straight through. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think the composition is obviously, uh, and the ability is all there. I don't enjoy listening to it at all. Um, and I'm, I do like concept records. Okay. I do like... Uh, lyrical songs and there's moments in here that I think are uh interesting there I I was trying to find the the one song on the album that I liked yeah to try to just find one to be like okay this is let's just be positive because there's moments of each song that I not every song but there's moments in songs that I was like okay I can I can kind of get this I did not leave enjoying any of the songs okay how do you feel about things like cabaret Elton John so when you in said the, Bernie Taupin yeah. produced it, yeah, that was exactly. my, I was like, oh, okay, all right, all right. And, yeah. there's, and there's a moment where I was like, okay, there's a little bit of a Yellow Brick Road, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, like, ish quality. Yeah, it's theater. This is Broadway. A lot of this is Broadway. And the the, the lines are, 
when I think about seeing musical theater and when I started to like think of like the music man and then I actually I arrived at um, during the Montana song um, I arrived at Aaron Copeland on my own and then it was interesting to hear that in the thing as well I think at his best he's doing folky Broadway with a tinge of Aaron Copeland none of that is my favorite other okay. than maybe Copeland but, okay uh, um it's just it's it's theater kid stuff. <laughs> it's it's theater kid stuff. Yeah, I found it really uh my take on it was I was just like really interested in it because we've had a couple like Laura Nero. Mm-hmm. Uh and we've had uh what Blood Sweat and Tears I w- would almost put in that bag. Although that's more musicality yeah. like like yeah. jazz band. It's like band kid stuff. Bad kids, yeah, band kid stuff. This is drama kid stuff. Yeah, this exactly. is definitely drama club. And this, and he was a young performer. Uh, he started off being in like movies and TV and things like that, and so he like transitioned into this. I found a, it was interesting because I I had two minds about it. Part of me was like, yeah, not my thing. Like I would never just put this on and think to myself, wow, what a great album. But at the same time, it's like he is doing a great job with the delivery and like what it's. A, He's achieving what I think he wants to achieve. Yeah. However, it's uh, not completely. something that I'm very interested in. However, what he's going to inspire is like Tom Waits. So, and I am all for. It's funny that you say that because I, I. So I was trying to arrive at without doing the reading because sometimes I enjoy trying to mm-hmm. decipher it in my way and say what would it be. I was like, I bet Tom Waits, at least across paths with this guy, or admired him, because his strongest moments of description remind me of, of Tom Waits stuff. It's just the delivery is so different. And, you know, Tom Waits, he's the master of making something that sounds terrible, sound kind of good, you know? And like, you know, he's, he's making all these like trash sounds and crazy voices, but it's charismatic. Yeah. That's maybe what I'm not feeling here. Yeah. Where it, where it goes off uh, a little bit into, it becomes less of a like a pop rock album. Like it doesn't throughout, even really feel the, like an album to me. Yeah, exactly. I it's, kept waiting for like a dance routine. <laughs> and I don't mean or, that in a band. No, no, no. I just yeah. mean like I kept waiting for like another part of it. And there, I was actually wondering, and I I did after I listened to look at the Wikipedia to make sure that this was not like written for the stage right to be what right. was there were there actors uh you know acting mm-hmm. out scenes were there dancers with it felt like i was listening to a musical soundtrack it's a production yeah, yeah. it feels like a soundtrack yeah. absolutely for what it's worth you know yeah. i mean it, but that, that i think that was like a huge feeling and and i tried to imagine somebody just putting this on yeah uh, and just listening to this over and over like you do with a record you like it's really hard for me to imagine that well i could imagine singles though i could imagine you know if you're into that sort of like uh sort of i don't know cabaret style Mm -hmm. of music if you're into broadway which a lot of people are in the 60s 70s what about a live show you know like yeah i was trying to picture sitting through a whole live show yeah I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I can see I, your face right now. This, yeah, ben just looks like sad, by the way, just to put that out there. Like, <laughs> not only would I not put this on voluntarily, I would probably leave the room if someone else did. Yeah. I think yeah. that this album would clear the room at a party. 
So right, but ev- I mean, evidence oh, of that, that. Not everything is yeah. for a party. That's and true. I want to say too, it does remind me a bit of Randy Newman, but it's not as like. But I like it when Randy Newman. It's not as witty, I, and it's not as Randy Newman is like clever, he loses charm, like it. even yeah. if it's not like the coolest or the greatest. Yeah. It's just likable. Yeah. Uh, this is this guy. My impression of him. I actually had to look up a picture of him because I kept picturing him as this like guy like standing in the corner at the party <laughs> pretending like he's being a wallflower but actually trying to draw all the attention to himself. <laughs> I don't know, like just like a theater kid. And that's why I arrived at the oh, he reminds me of theater kids. Uh. But um speaking of clearing a room, I asked my wife to listen to this album with me. I was like, hey, well, you want to listen to some of the podcast records? And she heard 30 seconds of the first track, American Gothic, and she just went, nope, <laughs> and just clicked it off. And she chose to listen to an Eagles record, and she's not a fan and because she's like, I'd rather listen to that. Yeah. And I know I'm not a fan, but I'd rather listen to it. Yeah. It's so, like, I think it is pretty polarizing. The songs yeah. we sang Sunday evenings in a white church in a green time when faith was strong when my dad played the bass and mom played the drums and i played the piano and jesus sang the song now those small town days have come and gone and sometimes you said uh, the the mental image of this guy. Uh, Go on. <laughs> I just I was listening to this, just imagining like Scott Walker's yeah. less cool born again cousin. <laughs> yeah, he that family band song yeah. was the moment when I was just like, okay, yeah, we're just from different worlds. Like he's, I, he's performing in Branston. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yes. Scott Walker's in Vegas and he's in Branston. Yes, it is. Branson's answer yeah. to Scott Walker. Okay. Uh, speaking of uh, Vegas and Branson, uh, uh, I definitely got Tom Jones moments. Oh, too. absolutely. If you listen to some of the like yeah. kookier, he has a good voice. I think he word. has a pretty good voice, though. Right I will say, yeah, on the positive, like his his voice and the orchestration, I think is is solid. I agree, though I will say that his voice um, maintains in a block and in a style for the entire record. Oh, yeah. He's, and it gets really tedious to the, hear the same uh, range for a long time for me. Hmm. Don't worry. We're getting some Tim Buckley in a minute. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about it. But we're going we're gonna to have to. <laughs> I, 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 oh. yeah, right, back on this thing we don't like. You're right. You're right. He is like He does have that certain tim- timber, and it's not as... It's not as like nuanced as sort of like that Elton John and and those some of those other singers. Well, I mean, even Tim Buckley yeah. is like, and certainly Elton John. Yeah. Um, they mix it up a little bit. Yeah. This guy's always doing the same approach with a little bit of vibrato, and he's doing. I can't remember what the term is called right now. I'm just blanking on it. But the talk singing, and I don't know if you notice, but like this is the sort of thing I always notice as a person who writes lyrics is. Almost all of his songs begin with a like an ing word, like standing. Oh, oh I know. think his you know, his like rhyming schemes are. are it's not, not even the rhyming. It's just very... that he's always uh, he's always telling a story about himself as the first person character, yeah. or, or sorry, or as the narrator, and it's always standing or like sitting or and he's, he begins almost every song the same way, and then just like lays out the story, but he never just like 
he always tells you the story. He right. never like sort of lets you discover it through context like, clues. Since yeah. you me- like ever since you mentioned the talk singing, that's all I can hear. I can't unhear it. It's like he's just orating. Yeah, yeah. It's like a lecturer. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's like I I, w- I was trying to make up. Uh, I could make up a million of songs like this guy, <laughs> and maybe we should all try. But, you know, it's like something. It's like. Mackenzie's got his spotted hat, and the banker's got his dimes. <laughs> but nobody's always right half the time. <laughs> like, it's just like it's just like it, there's this pattern to it that doesn't relent for an hour. You know, it's it's just so samey. And like, uh, I see. But I, I will I will say the background music and the composition. When it's not being too masturbatory with the piano or it's like just changing mm-hmm. tempos all the time, just like with a, a lot of drama. How about the full dinner choir, like family band? I don't I hate, the, I don't, I like big dinner choirs. So yeah. I, I kind of like the, like when Dolly does it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. But yeah, it's, it's weird. It, yeah. But I like the composition in the background, yeah. I think can be really strong with the arrangements. Sure. Sure. I kind of liked the song One Night Stand. I thought it was sweet. I thought it was okay too. I I thought yeah, I thought, thought part of this album was was okay. But I you know, no one's really got to be a buffalo. Yeah, it's it's just that that element where it's it's like listening to it, it's like okay, fine. But I always like the things that are you know it inspired like this thing. Great. It, it, it went to the Tom Waits, it went to like Elvis Costello, it went to all these other artists that found found this artist engaging and then sort of like took from it. I don't really, yeah, I don't really like this. Also, I want to ask you guys, when I was doing research, I constantly, constantly found everyone citing Elvis Costello. Really? Uh, huh, yeah, as that. a big fan. Well, oh, he, okay. he self-admitted, um, I Got think it. it was like... Also, when he was inducted to the, like the Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he said that uh, David Eccles was like a big influence to him. Um, and also Elton John, who toured with David Eccles and was thrilled to be touring, uh, co-billing, co-headlining, so. co-headlining with David Eccles. Yep. Yep. What? It's like his. It was like the first tour. It was like nineteen seventy. It, it was early Elton. You know, it was he hadn't blown up. Okay. Into superstardom yet. Uh, but I was going to ask, is it strange to pull up an artist like this and kind of, I feel like, almost give them a little bit more credit because these other established artists that you know and love have cited them? Because well, that is like what I found 90% of the time is other people just saying, oh, well, Elton John and... Well, no, I'm not Costello. giving him any more credit after you telling me that. Yeah. I think, so yeah, as far as the book goes, you mean? I, I'm just saying in, in terms of, like... Or history. History. How, yeah. how we think about albums, I how mean, we think about artists that are maybe not as well-known or something like I'll that. I'll tell you, like, at, you know, as, like, a small-time, ultimately, musician, you know, being, being celebrated by a successful artist feels great. And, you know, sometimes they just tell it to your face... But like seeing it in print and seeing, you know, somebody say it at like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or something, it's it's a really cool thing to do. And it's I think I think showing, you know, showing as a a big shot that you 
actually can learn things from people who are, you know, not as successful as you is great. And I can see how those writers could draw something from this guy and then cultivate it in their own style and maybe even do something that we might prefer. Well, good morning. How you doing, honey? I've got to tell you, I never met a girl so funny. Mmm, I wish it wasn't a one-night stand. You know you're quite a girl, you sure are pretty. With just you in it, this is one fine city. I don't know. That's why. That's when I get sort of confused about because why, why are we like that's great. He's being honored in that regard. Why is he being honored in this book? I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, I think I think that this book is honoring him because he is a a unique element of music. Yeah. in general, it is the sort of Broadway esque folk element of music that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's not for everybody, but yeah. you know, maybe some people find value. But the book in that. honors albums, not careers. Or right, at least and, it should be. And this is a specific album. I mean, this right. is considered his like a lot of people. Uh, I'm putting quotes here. Masterpiece is mm-hmm. what this okay. album has been called by you know his fans and everything. It's not successful. It, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's necessarily challenging in in the in that context. But I think it is. Interesting. It does present. I think you said it really difference. well when you said that he executed. It seen, It sounds like he executed exactly what he wanted to do. Yeah. Because sometimes we get down on. Um, yeah, they recorded for, for I think two weeks, and then the the like production and everything. I, I want to say it took like two two mm-hmm. months or more to to get everything right. kind of perfect. And he was very uh, careful about his voice, doing T's and all, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it was. It was well thought out, this one was. Did Bernie Taupin produce the Elton John albums? Yes. He did? Right? I know uh, he wrote the songs. That's a I good didn't question. Know he, a, he did he write them. them. I thought he produced uh, I don't know if he... Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Oh. I'm going to look it up. Uh, Let's see. Uh, no, it's uh, Gus Dudgeon Interesting. produced it. Maybe I'm just uh, mixing it up. You guys see uh, the... The list of jobs slash careers that Dave Eccles had while working on his music. No, I didn't. It's a pretty nice so, selection. So. He was a private detective, a oh, security yeah, guard, and a that. circus roustabout. <laughs> that. That's pretty great. It's amazing. <laughs> That's a nice wide variety. Um, is a roustabout? Is that a specific role? Uh, isn't that's a that's a caller, right? It's a guy that's like. Quick Google search says unskilled or casual laborer. Oh. Hmm. Like a, uh, it's not a bar. Oh, that's like a, a barker. Like, like a excuse deck, me. Like a deckhand. That would be a. It sounds a like this might be the only record album. That he was such a fan that he wanted he to produce it. He wrote songs for like all kinds of artists, and he co-wrote albums. But it it does say um, that he produced this record, and uh, it it did. It says it did not enjoy big sales, but the album was highly acclaimed by music critics in the U.S. and U.K. Uh, the Sunday Times in the UK described the album as being the Sgt. Pepper of folk. 
Yeah, that I had read that David Eccles was like, what are you talking about? No, <laughs> oh, and that's interesting. Like, he him called, and I are in agreement on why, that. Why? Like, he himself was yeah. like, I don't see it. Uh, yeah. Thanks for the compliment. I don't know if that's I, a compliment, but yeah. sure. Um, he, it's interesting. Um, Bernie and Ackles had become acquainted when Ackles was selected to be the co-headlining act for Elton John's 1970 American debut at the Troubadour in Los Angeles. Mm. Yep. A place that uh, we have been quite a few times. And also um, uh, Tom Waits got a start there. Yep. Interestingly enough. Yeah, exactly. So you can see that... Yeah, that's the start of 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 that sort of like uh, story. I would say kind of storyteller genre, mm. but sort of these caricatures of people in in situations. I mean, certain people like Billy Joel will pick up on them. Paul Simon these does that. Yeah, exactly. Randy but this Newman. just pr- yeah. provides a a bit of a different spin on it, yeah. a more like Broadway esque spin i guess well it's nice to know that it's out there if that's ever what i want to hear right but what do you think of this album i don't like it i will not be revisiting it okay is that an is that a negative is a neutral would you say uh i'm not neutral on this i actively dislike it okay you would actively tell someone i would leave the room if someone put it on okay all right i'm gonna go negative definitely um Hmm. i i don't like any of the songs um i I found that the more engaged I was with it, the less I liked it. And uh, huh. so I just, I tried I tried listening to it in the way where you sort of tune out a little bit. And I tried listening to it in the way where you really focus because some records respond better depending on the way that you engage. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found, and I'm going to comment on that for another one in a couple of weeks that I had a similar experience. But um, the this one, I just couldn't find a way to enjoy it. Yeah. I don't know. I found some of the songs interesting. I don't absolutely hate this style of music, this sort of uh, vaudevillian like storytelling style. But at the same time, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't digging a lot of the songs. But maybe, you know, half of them. It's a bit different. I always like some things that are a bit different. I might go neutral on it mm-hmm. just because I kind of... Oh man, his his sing talking though is it kind of <laughs> does does drag it down. Uh, Just telling you a little uh, story about Billy Whitecloud. Yeah, yes. yeah, guys. Can we talk about that just for one second? <laughs> yeah, I looked up the lyrics for it because I was just trying to figure out like what are you trying to say? Because I read the lyrics several times, and I'm not saying that you know everybody should always be able to understand what the intention of a song is, but like. There's some really weird lines in there that that I just didn't think hit the way that, or at least they don't hit to my ears many years later, maybe the way that he is intending. I, yeah. I think he's trying to be sympathetic to this Native American character, but there's a couple lines I'm like, he just sound like such a white dude. <laughs> like, it just like, you do not sound like an ally here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I like, don't know. Oh. Oversimplification of of sort of yeah, just yeah. like there's, there's plenty of people richer than you that wish they had what you have, yeah. and it's like really, yeah. and like you're describing a guy who literally cannot afford a bed, as you describe <laughs> or a blanket, and uh, and then there's the lines like for an Indian, it's not that bad, like 
What's that mean, <laughs> David? <laughs> like, I don't know. I got like that's that's the point of the record. Where I'm just like, uh, I hate you. Uh. I think too. I am. I'm a big fan of those like old crooners, the Sinatras, and things like that. So Smoother. this this kind of it kind of lends itself a bit to that. So that's I think that's why I kind of ended up in like a neutral. Because yeah. I don't actively like despise it. Uh, some of the songs aren't great, but yeah, I think that's, that's kind of where I land. Next time we'll be talking about the Eagles, self-titled. All right, thanks, y'all. I'm coming home to California. Concrete and chromium adorn ya. Land of McDonald's and the ice capades. Think of all the blonde braids, will they happy? Behind our rose-colored shades They say it's the wave of the future Ah, but the future is looking